Welcome to episode number 136 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media and presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. And I want to welcome in my good friend of the show, our co-host for the day, the shortstop of the Miami Marlins, Miguel Rojas, whom I barely recognize. you got a baby face going. What? I know, what, I know, man. What's going on? You know, it's a long season, a lot of up and downs, and uh, sometimes you need a, a little change on your uh, on your looks. So for me, uh, I was in Cincinnati the other day, didn't know what to do with a, a crazy facial hair, and I said, you know what, I'm just gonna just gonna shave it down and uh, see how it goes. Uh, that's 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 what I decided to do, and uh, I look like this right now. All right, so for people that are joining us audio only, you got rid of the stash, but it looks like you kept the chin music here, right? I, I kept I kept a little bit of the chin right here. Uh, actually, I had a haircut yesterday, and uh, our boy Juice, uh, shout out to Juice in the ballpark in Miami, uh, he kind of like trimmed me down a little bit uh, to make it look even because he wasn't he wasn't looking that professional. He's big time. I've heard of him. Like everybody oh, yeah. talks about him around the league. Yeah, I mean, Juice is 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 being in the game for a lot lot of years. Uh, I remember when when the team used to play in the other ballpark. Um, uh, Juice used to cut in the in the clubhouse, inside the clubhouse, in the bathroom, you know. And that's that's how he started in baseball. And I feel like uh, he's been part of baseball and part of the the Miami Marlins and the Florida Marlins organization for like the whole time, you know. Like he started like cutting uh, Cliff Floyd, Gary Sheffield. All of those guys back in the day um and now it's a privilege for us to having uh every single day at the ballpark you know when you show when you show up to the ballpark like around whatever one o'clock juice is already there and he's waiting for someone to just get in and and it's not just a haircut it's it's like the the experience of being on his little room you know he's he's a, such a great guy uh, always uh always down to like to a great story i mean he got baseball going on in on his tv over there in the in the barber shop and it's really good time so i was just there yesterday i was talking to him about like the journey of like me being here for like over eight years now you know and getting to know him and and now the struggle of like getting new players and getting new people that that are kind of into it like getting a new haircut with him you know it's, it's not easy and uh he's going generations through generations which is uh really unbelievable we are taping this the day after the trade deadline uh, came and went. Were you nervous yesterday? Uh, not really. I didn't feel I didn't feel much of a, a sense of like me moving yesterday. I was more kind of expecting what the team was gonna do with a couple of players that I really uh, care about and uh, guys that I feel like they're gonna be a big part of this organization moving forward. And I think uh, uh, I'm I'm happy uh, personally that they didn't move Pablo Lopez. I was uh, I was worried about him. I was worried about him going somewhere. I know he's a guy who uh, a lot of teams probably can, could use right now because he's, he's been throwing the ball really well and he's a an amazing human being. But I, I feel like this organization uh, uh, it will it, it will help the Miami Marlins more in the long run than than just getting traded for him if we didn't receive a, a really, really good package. So for me, I was kind of like, yeah, I wanted to see what was the trade the, the, the trade deadline was going to bring for us. I know we lost a couple relievers, but um, I mean, Pablo was a big piece. Uh, I want to make sure that uh, that Sandy was going to be here for sure. Uh, uh, he's staying. Um, but that, that it was that kind of day, you know, like uh, a lot of 
um, like weird excitement for like what was going to happen. But I wanted to, I wanted the guys to, uh, to actually continue to be here and, and help in the long run. At the same time, I mean, listen, it, nothing's insurmountable. Um, you know, you still have 50 games left or whatever, but you're eight and a half games out of the wild card chase at this point. The second half has not started the way that you guys wanted to at all. Unfortunately, you have hitting the ball has been a massive struggle all year long. Do you have to call a team meeting and just say, hey, listen, this is it. There's no more waiver deadline. This is the team we've got. We got to bust ass over the next two months or we're going home again. No, it's definitely been a disappointing season for, for us overall. You know, like I'm not going to sit here and say that, uh, that we still have a chance. And I mean, a lot of things can happen in baseball. We got to be realistic of where we are. You know, uh, we had an opportunity uh, right after the break. We got a one game against the Rangers and then we got a series on the road against the Pirates and the Cincinnati Reds. Um, nothing, nothing against those teams. It's just an opportunity for us to to put ourselves in a in a better situation, uh-huh. you know, to face the the deadline and then facing the Mets and uh, they kind of slap us in the face and and swap us, you know, with two of our best pitchers in in the in our mound. So for me, that was a, like a um, a reality check that where we are uh, for for this year, and it's kind of. Um, Actually, a disappointing because uh, uh, when we when we walk in in spring training, we got a pretty pretty high hopes or what this what this thing can be and what we can do, you know, and and be competitive in this uh, in the National League. It's not easy, I know that. But uh, on, in the other end, it's it's not it's not what we was um, capable of doing, especially offensively. You know, like I feel like. Uh, so many guys at the same time, at the same time, were struggling for a, for a little bit early in the year in April. We didn't have a good April, so we bounced back and we played better in May. And uh, um, um, I'm sorry, we played pretty decent in April. We didn't play good in May, but we bounced back and played good in June. And we we thought we got an opportunity, we got a chance, you know, like to keep everything going. And then you know we got we we hit the we hit the injury. Jazz um, went down. That that was huge for us. Coop went down. Joy Wendell went down for a couple of times with a hamstring injury. Uh, Soler couldn't be like he haven't been able to be healthy the whole year with his back problem and uh, just trying to adjust to a lineup where where you know like Soler was sitting in the top of the lineup first and then in the middle he haven't been he haven't been himself this year so far and. And it's 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 not it's not easy to digest the 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 things that have been happening this year with the offense because you're seeing the guys you see you see a lineup with Jazz Cooper Soler Avi Aggie in the middle of that lineup and and that's dangerous you know like that's that like seems that it's gonna be a lot of runs because you got guys who can drive the ball you guys guys that can that can get on base um, and then the rest of the lineup of us. It's like guys who like been playing the game for a long time. We know what to do. And uh, it's kind of like, like I say, it's, it's sad and disappointing. Uh, be sitting on that locker room yesterday, seeing a couple guys leaving and and the direction of the team being a little bit different than the one that, that we started. And I'm not going to say it's easy to uh, to actually uh, deal with that because uh, we have so many, like so high expectations of what this club can be. And uh, now being in this position is you got to be realistic where we are. Yeah. Uh, I want some of your big thoughts on the trade deadline. 
let's start in your division. And obviously the biggest trade that happened was Juan Soto. Can you believe that you don't have to face that monster 19 times a year now? Yeah, not just me, but the pitching, the pitching staff in our team, you know, they were kind of, you know, a side of relief because Soto is being, is being tough against the whole league, but especially not us, you know, like, I mean, every time he faces, he's either, I mean, it's either a walk or a hard contact, you know, like, I feel like it's, it's like that. He doesn't strike out much. He walks a lot. He puts the pressure on the defense getting on base. And I mean, it's, it's, it's nice that he's not going to be in our division and we don't have to face him 19 times. Uh, I think our pitching staff uh, can breathe a little bit better now uh, with sort of being out of here. All right. So put on your analyst hat for a second. I asked this to Ploof on baseball today. After the Padres have now added Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Josh Hader, and Brandon Drury, four really good players in the National League that you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Are they on par with the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Braves at the top of the National League, or is there still? Do you still have a question when you watch them? No, I mean I don't. I don't have any question, especially with uh, Darvish and Mosgrove uh, in the top of that rotation. You know, Snell and all of those guys. They have what what they what they need to you know to uh, compete with the Dodgers. And I feel like the Dodgers being so dominant for the last 10, 12 years. You know, like winning the division over and over, like. Uh, excepting like last year because uh, the Giants did a, an, an amazing an right. amazing job keeping up. But uh, I feel like that's what they, they needed to do, you know, like the Padres, the, they, they needed to go for the, for the, for the high piece uh, to, to compete against the Dodgers because that's, that's what you're trying to do. You're just trying to go against the big monster, which is the Dodgers in the division. And now with uh, an extra um, a couple spots on the, on the playoff, you're gonna be out. You're gonna be there. You know. You're gonna have the opportunity to be in the playoff, and now it's your chance to actually show that that you you build all this team to beat the Dodgers in a series. So for me, yeah, they they up there with the with the Dodgers and and the, the actually the Braves and the Mets because the Mets are a team A. I've, I've been facing the Mets the whole year this year, and they're different. Uh, they just care about winning. They don't care about personal. Um, stats or anything. Uh, just a just a quick thing. The other day they were up for nothing. Um, the catcher Patrick Masica uh, was two for two the day, and third at bat he was fir- first and second with no outs. Up by four, he bunt it and he uh, moved the guys over uh, to score two more runs. That 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 tells me that that team is there just to win, you know, and they want to step on your neck and they want to actually like trying to win every single inning and and it's different. I'm, I'm seeing something different from the Mets. Um, what do you, well, I'm curious because what do you think the biggest difference is? I don't, I don't think their personnel outside of Scherzer. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Well, actually they did add Marte. They no, they Escobar, add, they I added mean, Canada. they add so, Marte, they add Kana. They yeah, add, no, uh, that's a lot. That's a, a lot couple, of veterans. That, yes. Yeah. So, are you saying that, like, in years past that the Mets didn't know how to win as a team compared to the one that's out there? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I just say that the, their their team is so much, uh, like, balanced and complete now, you know, mm-hmm. that you can see you can see uh, Martin, the two-hole, is, is, is a game-changer, you know? He can he can actually hit the ball out of the ballpark, but he can still get a um, um, a base hit on, in the infield, like in, an infield single, and then steal a back for Lindor to drive it in, you know. And another difference too, Lindor is having a a way better like yeah. a Lindor caliber 
season this year, you know. And I they, they, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of gotta say that they missed that out of him last year. But uh, I mean, kudos to him, man. He, he's, he's, he hold, he held it, and he was like, you know what? I just gonna, I just gonna wear this out. This year is not, it's not being easy. And he stayed there, play every single day through throughout a, a, a rough year. And uh, baseball is paying off for him right now and for his team. Um, I want one more thought from you on the trade deadline. I think the one that raised everybody's eyebrows was the fact that the Brewers traded Josh Hader, who still has a year and a half of control left. Um, not only did he catch fans off guard, Devin Williams, who it seems like is now going to move from that setup role to the closers role, was asked about it uh, before the game on Tuesday. I want you, I want you to listen to his response here. Right. Tough business sometimes, huh? You could say that. Um, a lot of things that don't really make sense, you know? Um, I don't know. I want to win. That's really the biggest thing to me. I, I don't really have much to say about it. So for those people that it's audio only, I wish you could see his face. I mean, it's it it's like somebody took his puppy away. Mm -hmm. That's how upset he seems. For a team that's in first place, do you think that management owes them an explanation as to the thought process, or is it, hey, we're the decision makers, you guys are the players, or is it because you're preaching that, hey, we're all family, that the executives need to go explain themselves? Uh, it, it will never work like like that, uh, Chris. And and for everybody listening. Uh, this this is how I feel as a player. If you want this team to actually be a, a team, everything needs to be connected. You know, from the front office to the ownership to the coaches to the uh, to the players to the uh, clubhouse guys. You know, not not that the clubhouse guys need an explanation why they trade hater. Don't don't get me wrong, but I feel like players need to know what what they're what they're playing for and what they're up to. You know, like we already know we want to win. And we want to win for the for the for our families, for the for for the fans, for the for the city, and for everybody who's deserve a, a winning team, right? But at the end of the day, th those guys in the clubhouse created a bond throughout the whole year, you know, going uh, through the up and downs, and they all know they're better with Hader and Williams, with both of them. We all know that Williams came close. Yeah, I mean that's not the question here. The question here is. Why you want to move a guy who's been so good with your organization and with your eight inning guy, and maybe hated is the reason why Williams is so good in the eight, you know, because he got the confidence that, you know what, I throw the eight, you throw the nine, and we win the game. And that's been a, a, a relationship they build. And I mean, for an organization to do that, they have to come to the players and actually let them know. It doesn't have to be everybody. You know, because all the players are kind of, you know, in the in the clubhouse and you have like 26 different players at the time. But you can go to one one of your guys. You can go to Jelly. You can go to uh, to to your best guy in the bullpen or your oldest guy in the bullpen and explain them like what's the like what's the move and what's the, the reason behind it. So he relates to the players. And I feel I feel like that's everybody's going to be on the same on the same boat. Have you had. A, a GM, I mean, has 
Kim ever come down to you and talk to you? Did Derek ever talk to you when he was in charge? Oh, definitely. I, I talked to I talked to Derek a lot, especially the year that the year when we make the playoff. Uh, it was constant communication with him. Uh, he actually, uh, I gotta say, he he sent me he sent me like this message in the morning. Uh, in like uh, uh, before big games, uh, when we was in the hunt, that to to keep everybody in the clubhouse on the on the uh, like with the foot on the gas pedal, you know, like to tell everybody, hey, this game is important. We gotta go after this one, you know. And one funny thing that he he texts me after a big series, we play a big series against the Phillies. I will never forget this: a five game series against the Phillies with a one, one double header in four like four, five games in four days. And we won that. We won that series. We we won four games, at a five game in that series. Then after that, we have to face a team that it wasn't even close in the in the conversation. They were they weren't playing for for October at that time. He texts me that morning saying, "Hey, this series is gonna be important." It was the Red Sox that year. This 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 series is gonna be important because you guys just played one of the biggest series of the year. So a lot of teams just relax and go down against these teams. Please don't let the guys in the clubhouse do that. And he related to he related to me, and I I I actually get to to the clubhouse and I did I I wasn't gonna say hey Derek tell me this. I just I just went to the clubhouse and in my own words trying to like spread that same message. And that's what I I, I feel like he did in the past. And I talk I have talked to Kim too. You're like sometimes she. She called me. Sometimes I call her because I, I I wanted to know some stuff. I want her to know some stuff about the clubhouse, and that's that's how I feel like the communication should be um, should be going. That's fascinating. It's interesting because as fans don't think of it in this term, but the GM's job is to replace you guys. Yeah. Sometimes, right? I mean, they're always looking for whether it's a financial reason or because they want to upgrade at a position or the chemistry isn't right. Like they are constantly keeping their finger on the pulse of the team. So there's, and I know that the players sometimes look at the GMs and say, yeah, your job is to replace me younger, cheaper, whatever it might be. So there can be a, I guess a, a lack of trust between the two. If you're not careful, am I reading that the right way? Yeah, I mean, you can see it as a bridge, you know, like it's a bridge between ownership and the clubhouse, you know, and that's the GM because the manager always going to pull for your players, you know, managers always want to have more players, you know, like, those so. matter, you know, exactly. So you want the manager to be on the, on this, on the player side kind of thing, you know, and I mean, with that big, with that, with a good connection with the GM, but I'm seeing the GM on a team in, especially in the big leagues as, as that bridge that cross from the ownership to the players and that's a that's a that's a bridge that it has to be really stable and hard you know because if if it's not like that you're not gonna have the trust like you're saying like trusting your gm and and being able to go through her in our in our in our case is is important because uh, a lot of things in the clubhouse happen that i have my eyes on but the gm doesn't doesn't see what's going on in the clubhouse which which can be affecting the performance or or the things that are happening on the field, you know, and then other things that are happening on the on the on the ownership group, it can be affecting like what the clubhouse is gonna looks like. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's um, that's the fine line right there. That's why it's, it's so important to have um, 
a strong relationship before between, I mean, your core players, coach, uh, your manager, GM, and the front office. Well, it's, it's kind of far away because you don't want to get into it. You know, you know, like you don't really want to go to the office or or to the to uh, the, the Bruce Sherman or, or owner, you know, office and and talk to him about something that is happening in the game. You have the GM, you have the manager, you have all the access that you can go to without without reaching to the to the big boss. Hey, Rose Rotation listeners, turn big league action into big winnings with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any game and get $100 in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can combine multiple bets for a shot and an even bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. At DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll be able to bet on your favorite batter to hit a double, Miggy Rojas, double in his next plate appearance, your favorite pitcher's next pitch to be a strike, and so much more. Tomorrow night, tomorrow, not tomorrow night, Marlins, Cubbies, 2 o'clock game, Miggy Road, 2 plus hits, Marlins win, whatever the plus 1.5. Take it, or minus 1.5. Whatever it is, it's going to happen. Marlins going to win. It's a lock. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ROSE and new customers can make any $5 bet and get $100 in free bets instantly. That's promo code ROSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Now back to the show. Can you do me a favor? Smile. (laughs) There it is. Okay. I was worried, dog, when O'Neal Cruz popped you. Yeah, uh, that that was that was a scary and one of the, uh, I mean, the craziest uh, moments of my of my life actually, because uh, I I wasn't expecting to be playing a baseball game and got a, a, a tooth knocked, knocked knocked out like that, you know, without receiving a punch in a fight or something like that. That was, <laughs> dude, you you can see the tooth flying out on the video. Yeah, did yeah, we ever find to, it? Uh, Shout out to the people to to the to the to the young to young boy. Yeah, did always, we ever did we ever find the tooth? Yeah, they did, but uh, it, it didn't work because it was like uh, so. What I had was a fracture, right? So not not the whole tooth came out. It was just a piece of it. Oh. But that 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 piece that they 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 found on the floor, they found on the on the on the dirt right there. Um, it, it didn't fit it fit back in because it was it got like a little yeah right sure as well yeah there was a little nick in it or something exactly so uh yeah that was a great <laughs> crazy situation crazy day after that happened because um I mean it happened so I got a cut on my lead too and I didn't know if I was gonna like miss time and you know had a surgery on my mouth or something like that because I didn't know the the like how bad it was. And I couldn't take my my hand off the mouth because uh, it, it was like really sensitive, you know, because all the nerve in there on the yeah. tooth. Imagine how it feels like I couldn't even like breathe through my mouth. And um, so I went to the dentist and the dentist did a great job right away. And um, I mean, I was playing the next day, um, so it wasn't it wasn't that bad. But uh, it was a crazy, crazy experience for sure. Was it painful? Uh it was more uncomfortable huh. than painful. Okay. Like I didn't feel like that pain where 
you know, like I was in under a lot of pain. I was just uncomfortable and I felt like, I mean, something was missing. And I, I mean, I, 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 I realized that it was a tooth, but I didn't know if it was one, two, because I, I received the, the impact and I didn't know I felt a hole with my thumb, but uh, it was, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it was just one. It wasn't, it wasn't the whole tooth. You know, Michael Strahan's made a whole career out of having a gap in between his big teeth. <laughs> right. You could have just started a trend. You could have gone, you could have been Miggy half tooth. <laughs> no, I don't think, I don't think I would be, I would be comfortable going out there and playing. At least I, I was going to be playing like this. The whole day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not a guy who smiles a lot when I'm playing because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what, what gets on me, but uh, when, when it's game time, when it's game days, my wife always asks me, what, what's going on with you? Oh, and she's, she realized, oh, I know, it's getting close to game time. Uh-huh. I get the, I get the, the older kind of personality when, when it gets to, get, to game time, when I get like all serious face. The guys in the clubhouse, my teammates can actually uh, tell you, and it's funny when they said it, because uh, the days that I'm not playing, that they they give me an off day, right? Right. They say, "Hey, I, we know you you're not playing today," because like I'm I'm walking around smiling, you know, like sitting in the couch. When I'm not, I'm putting like I'm putting a headband on, and I'm my face is like this. And I, they say that I walk a lot. I walk everywhere, you know. I walk to the training room. I do my stuff in the training room. Then I go to the weight room. So it's a different kind of. Uh, personality when I'm playing uh, and it getting, it's getting closer to game time. So that's interesting. I mean, we're, you're playing a game today. Yeah. You're always nothing but a gentleman and funny and all that sort of stuff. When does that switch flip? I feel, I feel when I, when I get, when he gets close to get on my car to go to the ballpark. So I go to the ballpark around 1230 every day. So around maybe around noon to 12 30 i started to get in, into that zone you know oh, where so your family where, sees it a little bit oh yeah yeah. yeah like they they already know they already know when i sometimes we having we're having like brunch because you know in baseball season it's really hard to have breakfast in the morning like at sure. 8 a.m or 9 a.m we having right. brunch around 11 30 and we're talking right and and then all of a sudden i start being really like in myself you know like i'm not talking anymore like i'm kind of i feel bad because sometimes i kind of ignore like other things mm. and and because i'm i'm thinking about like okay we're facing minor today so he got a got a fastball he's probably gonna crown me in okay what i gonna do in the in the cage today to to attack that and i'm i'm thinking is is this all all of this is on my mind while like maybe the family or my friends are trying to talk about about something else, but I kind of checked out and like get on the, on the game. So if I see you, you know, we haven't met up yet at, I don't, have we, oh yeah. Well, you came into the studio, but not yeah. before a game. I haven't seen not, you before. Not before a game. It was after the game. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so if I see you during batting practice, will you just like blow past me, ignore me or will you give I'm me not, I'm not going to ignore you, but, uh, my, my re my, my my the way to say hi to you is gonna be different, you know. Oh. I'm probably gonna go to you and say, "Hey, what's up, Chris? How you doing? Whatever. Uh, hope everything is well. Can I help you with anything?" And then I'm gonna go go back to practice. It's not gonna be like, "Hey, what's up, my brother?" You know, 
hey, really good to see you. I'm not going to be like that because I, I got into the, the zone. I don't know. Like, I, I think that it, I, I definitely think it's a problem, but it's, it's not a problem. Hey, it's, it's everybody's problem. different. Everybody's different. Listen, you're one of 750 in the show, bro. This is it. <laughs> well, now what is it? It's uh, every team's got a 26 player. So what is it? Exactly. 750, 780. So whatever. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I mean, that's it. You do whatever. That's your job. Your yeah. job's not to be the welcoming committee. Yeah. Some sometimes uh, I got friends coming into uh, batting practice, and they're like behind the home plate right there. And sometimes I feel like they they expect more like out of me, you know. But people who knows me, they know how I am. They know how I act, and they know there's nothing like uh, offensive behind my my personality oh. when I'm when I'm playing and when I'm. When I'm around the field. So I'm going to mark this down. It's either coffee before the game, well before coffee. the game, like seven yeah. hours, or mm -hmm. cervezas after. Oh, yeah. That's, those are, One those of the are two. my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the good thing after the game is, like, I mean, everything about the day is already, it's already happened, you know? For me, like, baseball, I mean, you can go you can go for five, you can go three for four. You have to start, you, you have to start again the next day. Yep. Regardless, O for O, and you know, like you can have another great game, you can suck. And that's the beauty about like finishing the game and you know, like going going home after the game. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you're gonna be happy, sometimes you're gonna be sad, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I have to leave this in the past because tomorrow I have to do it again. I get to do it again. It's the beauty of the sport. What'd you do during the all-star break? I went to Bahamas. Oh. So uh, so I family? With the family, yeah. Uh, so my two kids enjoy the trip uh, a lot. A lot of beach, uh, pools, walk around. Um, it, was water a, slides? it was a great getaway. Any water me, slides? I, I needed mentally and uh, to spend time with the family as well. And yeah. uh, we, we had a really good time over there. Any, any water slides over there? Oh, yeah. A lot of them, but a, a lot of people. It was crowded. Yeah. You know, a lot of people trying to get on the, on the water slides and... Uh, I mean, it was always a long line, so I wasn't I wasn't into that. So I stay on the on the low ones with my son. Yeah, those are fun though. Yeah. So a couple of your teammates got to enjoy the All Star Game out at your old stomping grounds at Dodger Stadium. What did you think of the fits of uh, Sandy and Jazz? I saw I saw Jazz. I didn't see Sandy much. Uh, I wasn't watching, but I mean, it's really hard to miss the the ones that Jazz was wearing because he was a uh, all over. All over the the pages and social media. Sandy's a little bit more of a um, like low key guy. He, I mean, he looks he looks good, professional, but he's uh, he wasn't he wasn't that loud as Jazz was. I like it, and I actually saw Jazz for the first time yesterday at the at the ballpark. You know, he's dealing with his back, yeah. and he's um, he's out in in Jupiter working out and and trying to get that fixed. But I saw I saw the necklace on on live yesterday. And with like flowers and, and a lot of diamonds. Wow. That was that was loud. Do we have any idea how much that thing costs? I uh, that's gotta be close to 70, 60, 70,000. Oh, I was thinking maybe I was more? thinking six figures easy. You think so? More than a more than a hundred? Dude, look how thick that thing is. Yeah, I mean if it's thick. I don't know. I don't I don't like I don't even have a a jewelry like that, but I, I mean, it could, it could be, it could be more than a hundred thousand. You know how many Jordans I could buy? Oh, 
I can only imagine like how many more I can have. Look at you. I will, I will need a new room. <laughs> I'm looking around and I say, no, I, I probably, I'm probably going to need a new whole room, you know? Uh, did, have you gotten any more Jordans since we last saw you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Are you uh, kidding me? Since the last time we talked, we talked last in New York. Like, yeah, uh, so that was, uh, that was Father's Day. Ago? That was like June 18th or so. Yeah, so after that, I probably have like another six pairs. Yeah. You have a favorite that you got? Oh, yeah. I just got the uh, Jordan Low uh, Ones uh, Reverse Mocha uh, collaboration with Travis Scott. I just got them and I'm, I'm really excited to wear them. I think I'm, I'm going to wear them today on the flight. We're going Where to are Chicago. they? Oh, they're, they're here. They just got here uh, yesterday. You want to show them off? Oh, I don't have it. I don't have it here with me, but uh, oh. they're like they're still in the box. I have oh. to wear them. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna wear them on the flight to Chicago. Yeah, I'm gonna wear them on the flight to Chicago. That's that's what I wear right now. Like I don't wear any any other shoes in Jordans. Every you get day. to face our. You might get to face our buddy Stephen Brault, who's now is back he, in the. Is big he leagues. on the bullpen? Yeah, he's in the bullpen with the Cubs. Okay, he's yeah. pitched really well for them. Nice. Yeah, it's good to see him good back him, there. Man. Good. Yeah. Good. Good that he's back, man. Yeah. Oh shit, he's on the COVID IL. Oh no. Jesus Christ. Hopefully, hopefully it's it. one of those things where you wake up not feeling great, you know? And then uh they send you home, but it's not COVID. We have we have a lot of them. I I was on that on that list early in the year. Uh you had for, the COVID list? Well, well, I didn't have COVID, but they put you on the COVID list so they can use your spot for someone else. Oh. And then because like what happened right now is like you get to the ballpark and you don't feel you don't feel great, right? And you have like some kind of you know hey, sore throat, sure. you're sneezing, you're not feeling well, and then they have to they have to run a, a COVID test uh, to you, and then they have to send you home because they don't know if it's COVID or not, you know. And then if you don't feel well, let's say you don't feel well for two or three days, like we have guys that something hit them really hard. I don't know if it was the flu or it was something else, and then. We couldn't play for two days. Then they put you on that list for a couple of days. And then uh, after you recovered, you're back. I finally got it. I dodged it for two and a half years. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, I knew I was going to get it. I got it after I saw you, uh -huh. like, like probably 10 days after I saw you. I knew I was traveling all over. I went to right. New York, uh, Vegas, and then took Brady to a baseball camp up at Stanford. I knew, I was like... I'm getting it somewhere. It's just too prevalent. So yeah, I know. But it's, thankfully, well, you know, at least you already had it and you had the experience. Hopefully, it wasn't that bad. No, no, I did. I did fine. I've been, you know, heavily boosted and all that stuff. You know, my age, nice. I need all the help I can yeah, get. Of course. So, um, I loved something that I saw on your social media. What was you that? Ran into your host family. Oh yeah, yeah, Cincinnati. So was this the? Were these the people that you first talked about, like when you went to Billings, Montana? Is no. this the same family or is this a different family? So this is a different family, but it was the year after. So okay. year after I played in Dayton, Ohio, which is like 45 minutes from Cincinnati. And um, so I play, I played there and this family uh, kind of holds me as a, as a host family over there. When I was in a low A, I was like uh, 19 years old. Oh my and gosh. They gave me the opportunity to stay in their in their house and they actually ride me to the field every single day, wait for me after the games to uh to brought me back home. 
And uh, one of the things that I will never forget is the Chipoles uh, that they they brought me uh, after batting practice, like not every day, but at least like two or three times every homestand. And uh, they were so nice to me. They welcomed my mom when she visited with my sister. They my, my mom was there for like seven days or 10 days and and they were so nice to them. And I had um, my, me and my wife, we had this this dream of going to Cincinnati together. I mean, before my career was over to actually meet them and got the opportunity to to be with them. And they got the whole experience because they they got to meet my two kids uh, almost how many years after 14, 15 years after I stayed in their house. And I mean, it felt like it was the same, you know, it was, it was pretty, uh, authentic and lovely. The same people that kind of, uh, got me when I was a, a teenager and with a dream of playing the big leagues for the Reds. And now they came to the, to the Rex, uh, to, um, to the ballpark in Cincinnati to watch me play a big league, a big league game against the reds you know pretty that fun. is so cool that it must have felt for them like their son made the major leagues they always they always tell me they always tell me that if it feels that way because uh, uh from from the guys who stay in that house i was the only one who made it um from that year so i feel like i mean that's what they actually ambition ambition to do when when they did that, they, yeah, we, we want to have him here before they made it to the big leagues and they support me throughout the, my whole career in the minors and, and all that. And it was nice to go back to Cincinnati and see them. I mean, I hold, I hold really a strong feelings for, for the Reds and, uh, and Cincinnati, the organization. I learned a lot there. I still have people, um, that I know that in the big league club right now. So, I mean, when I see them, when I got the opportunity to play against them, it's always nice to see their familiar faces that I, I spend so much time around. That's awesome. What a great yeah. story. Thank you for sharing. That was excellent. Well, listen, you know how much of a uh, family member you are here at John Boy Media, but now your game has been up the level. Do you know why? Why is that? Do you know that Jimmy did a breakdown of you? He did. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I, I saw that. Yeah, it was of the that. it was of the amazing escape that you had the in between that first I did. and second. Yeah. Here's a yeah. here's a little clip of what uh, of what Jimmy brought to the table. Look at this. So he thinks he tagged him and never touched him. You gotta know if you touched a guy or not. And Miggy's just laying there getting painted and doesn't throw it. Can still tag him and Miggy just runs. Man's like, oh. Oh, I see what happened. That's embarrassing. <laughs> you made oh, it big time, man. dude. Oh my god! Every every time I see myself on a on a video or something like that, the the Jimmy Jimmy's commenting or or Jake or I mean, you guys are doing it. It's it feels good, man. Uh, thank you for thank you for having me in the family, bro. Hey, are been, you kidding me? Thank you for providing the entertainment. Man. That was uh, because usually on a play like that, you think you're a dead duck. I mean, you never get out of those. Yeah, for, for you to have escaped it, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I stay on the rundown more more than anything because uh, we have a runner at third base too. You know, you always have the opportunity if you stay in the rundown long enough, this guy can score. You know, it doesn't matter. I, I was safe after because they stopped they stopped playing kind of because he thought he tagged me. But uh, I mean, my my objective was for the run to score. You know, then after that happened, I mean, I can't care less. 
but I was safe and I'm in a, I'm in a breakdown video now. So that away and made it. Yeah. We can check that one off the box. Um, <laughs> speaking of scoring runs, you guys were having a really tough time doing it right before the break coming out of the break. It was a long, long scoreless drought until my man did his thing and you celebrated like it was your first major league hit. Look at yeah. how excited you are, dude. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's that was a sign of relief there when I hit the ball. I was actually thinking about bunning because uh, it was a run on second base with no outs. And I said, you know what? We haven't scored in 37 innings. I need to do whatever is, is right for the team here. He's going to lay one bun. And I said, fuck it. I'm not here to fucking bun. I want to wanna end with this. And uh, I saw on that curveball and I hit it. Um, it felt good, man. It felt good because... Uh, I mean, it haven't been easy. It haven't been in an easy no. year and an easy season for our offense or for for anybody other than <laughs> I've got to say like Sandy, you know, in, in the clubhouse. But um, I mean, we keep battling and I know and I, I take this opportunity to talk to all the fans and I, I know and I can feel the frustration. I can feel the sadness from the from the fan base that we have. A lot of fans reacting, uh, not just on social media, but at the ballpark as well. And like asking for more, and I understand that. And I, I, I don't blame you guys for being um, frustrated and 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 upset with the results that are that are happening. Because uh, I mean, we have so many, so so much, uh, so many expectations about what's go, what's going to happen this year. And I all all I have to say is we we are trying to get better. We are trying to uh, to overcome this year, and hopefully keeping keeping most most of the group together in this deadline means that that, that we're going to be together for another chat and and I mean we we still have to play the rest of the year and yep. we have an opportunity you know but uh like I said we got we got to know where we are and getting those guys back is going to be critical for us you know just need to be 100% for this team uh he's it's going to be the it's going to be the guy for this organization going forward next to Sandy Next to um, uh, the young players that are receiving an opportunity, uh, we have JJ Blade, we have Jesus Sanchez, we have a lot of guys who are receiving an opportunity right now, and they're gonna continue to play and they're gonna grow, and we're gonna we're gonna trying to help them um, fast forward those 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 days where they they struggle right now. You know, um, hopefully hopefully we can bring a lot of a lot of satisfactions. You know, we got eight weeks left, brother. Yeah, you never. It's never too late to turn it around. All right. I want you to start getting your game face on here. So we'll spin the wheel of moderately interesting things, which I did not bring on my road trip to Cleveland. However, I did bring oh, this you got, video. Oh, so nice. So like let's. That's my kitchen at home. Stranger <laughs> things. Stranger okay. things. I yeah. didn't watch it. I didn't watch the series. Just so you yeah, it doesn't matter. You okay. know this. The wheel of moderately interesting things <laughs> that the. the category has nothing to do with what it is no, I'm, not, I'm glad now michelle rose came up with the category my wife okay she said you have to come up with these strange questions that make people uncomfortable so this was not her yeah. question her category is the stranger things so i came up with this question okay and i'm gonna apologize Ed. <laughs> when you're going when you're taking a deuce okay we all bring our phones in there these days. Of course. We need something to keep ourselves busy. 100%. When someone calls, 
do you answer it? Ah, uh, that's 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 a that's an uncomfortable one. But uh, <laughs> okay, now before before I say yes or no, ha, have you have you called someone that is taking a deuce and you know that he, that he or she's there? Yes. So yeah, uh, that's why I'm. Hor- it is horrible. That's why I, I want to. I want to take my phone and I want to use a wipe. So on I, it. I would say no. I don't answer my phone when I'm taking a deuce. Good. That's the right answer. Yeah, I don't. I don't do it. No I way. Do it. I just you decline. Like I'll call you back when I'm done. <laughs> yeah. You know? no, nobody knows what you're doing. You know, like I mean, yeah. you could you could be like I don't know, like like watching the dishes or something like that. And I mean, you call them That's later and say, what are you, what, what are you, what up to? Oh, nothing. Just uh, taking the, the, the clothes out of the laundry machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, thank you for telling me that. So I, I don't know. I, I haven't feel like I, I got, I call someone that is doing that and I never, I never can tell, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's the worst. Like I, I can only imagine. By the way, in the clubhouse too, when guys are like, I'm sorry, us normal people, nobody likes taking a shit at work. No. I haven't found one person who likes to do that. But you guys spend so much time at the yard. We have, we have, have a, to do it. Yeah. You don't have a choice. But like here you are, you're walking out. I mean, Mattingly's got his own. For people that don't know, the yeah, managers, managers, managers have, office have their own. They have their own shitter. Yeah, everybody else has got a share. Yeah, manager's got his own. But that's the thing. Like when somebody walks out of a stall, I'm sorry, you look at them differently. You just do. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially if they don't wash their hand. Oh come on. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys, you and Justin Turner brought up that story together. Of course, Zach Grinky, uh, Grinky in in a really like really meaningful meeting. <laughs> he stopped the meeting to say that. You know, it, it happens. It happens. You see him a lot of people getting out of the shitter and just go to their locker room and do their regular life. Like they're not. In there with like 25 other guys. I mean, can we just stop that? People. I think that should be a, at least a misdemeanor crime, if not a felony. <laughs> you have to. You have to. Come on. At dude, least you're suspension. putting your hand you're, you're, near your ass and then you're going to go fist bump somebody? <laughs> you have to get like a, a fine or, or something like that if you get caught doing that. Totally. For sure. But, you know how, like, if you get enough points on your license, they revoke it? Right. Like, we should take away privileges based on that. If you do not wash your hands on the way out of a clubhouse stall, you're going to lose something. Playing time. Yeah, something. Bonus yeah, money, something. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like that idea. I'm happy I think, to, uh, we have to we have to, uh, We have to send this across the league, you know, all the teams. Oh, if you yeah. got this happening in your clubhouse, talk now. Hey, make sure you get all your player reps involved. Oh, in yeah. this one. I will. I will. This is something that Tony Clark should have fought with the, yeah. with the owners about to get into the to get <laughs> in the talk, latest agreement. When you talk to Glass, when you talk to Glassno or or anyone, <laughs> so tell tell him to to get on it. Believe me, this is one I think we can all agree on. Yeah, owners and players. <laughs> you see where right. your stranger a stranger thing question took us took us to a re, uh, something really interesting. Michelle Rose, mission accomplished. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think she'll be too happy with the question, but oh well. This is what okay. happens when you give me the category, baby. 
You never know where it's going to go. All right, listen, uh, best to your family. Uh, We'll catch up sometime next month, you know, and go on a run. Hey, listen, the Mariners ripped off 14 in a row this year. There's nothing to say with your pitching. If you guys freaking get four runs a game, you're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, we we just we just need to find a way to do that um, and yeah. actually like play play as a team and 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 just trying to trying to forget about what the ballpark it is and I mean we hit we've been hitting a lot of balls that are like supposed to be homers in another ballparks and stuff like that but we can 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 put in excuses you know you have to keep going okay and by the way I'm coming to LA so oh yeah if you're, if you're around. Give me a shout. So which can, uh yeah, what dates are those? I don't you know. know. Let's, let's check the let's check the calendar and see if we can grab coffee or something like that. All right, let me see here. I'll I'll bring it up on my uh on my handy dandy MLB app. Nice. Yeah, I'm traveling a lot in August, so I got a lot. Let me see here. Yeah, I know it's gonna be Marlins, next next schedule. next trip. Oh wait. Ah. Oh. God, sorry, I'm out of town. Yeah, it's sorry. okay. We we'll find a way. Yep, let's figure it out. Miggy, it's always great catching up with you. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to our producer extraordinaire. By the way, have you Bro, seen we... Rob's mustache? Yeah, I saw it. It's great. Yeah. It's great. I like. It's it. like uh, Spencer Strider esque. Oh yeah, Spencer Strider. We we like... just face we just face a guy too. You did it for 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 Nestor Cortez or. You know, I mean, it was more Matt Carpenter. He was on Mark that Carpenter. run. And, yes, yes, yes. You know, I mean, and our facial hair right now, we combine it. We got a whole beard. Oh, we got a, we got a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, I got to tell you, man, you are so, like for people that have never met Rob. First of all, he's just an amazing human being. Like I, I'm the biggest asshole by miles on this three box right now. <laughs> uh Great guy, but he's he's not really big. No, his mustache is so prevalent on his face. Yeah, it looks fake. Yeah, it feels it, fake. Sometimes. It looks like it looks it, like Luigi <laughs> from the Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, great. I mean, oh, it looks it looks amazing. So keep uh, it up. appreciate keep it, Big. All right, well, I got to get to baseball today. So for our mustached producer, Robbie. Sh- Caraco and our summer intern Sam Singer, the amazing Miguel Rojas, who is mustacheless at this point. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.